Welcome to the Association Toolbox, a podcast for the most important tool in associations, the dedicated people who work in them. We'll dive into a variety of topics with a focus on how to best serve our members and the amazing people behind the scenes making things happen. From member engagement to event planning, from governance to advocacy, and from leadership to marketing, we've got it all covered. Our guests are experts in their fields who share their real-world experiences, tips, and insights. Join us for a casual and informative conversation and gain new perspectives to help you navigate the world of associations. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just getting started, the Association Toolbox is here to help you make your association the best it can be. So sit back, relax, and let's dive in. Thanks so much for joining in today. It's going to be a little different, but I hope you enjoy the ride. I am so excited to have Kelly Katz from Rhythm Software on the show. Kelly is the Senior Director of Sales and Marketing at Rhythm, and she's an experienced marketer and an expert in the field of association management software and membership-based organizations. When she's not diving into what makes associations tick, you can often find Kelly playing with her two rescue pups or planning her next trip, quite possibly to a baseball game or a Broadway show, two things that we share great love for along with associations. Kelly, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Thrilled to be here. Yeah, me too. I'm excited about this topic. We're going to be talking about the similarities between Broadway, baseball, and that biggest show of all, Association Event. And I know that might sound a little odd, but stick with us on this one. I swear. We swear it makes sense, right? I mean, I feel like once they see it, they'll know. Yeah, totally makes sense. So this came up in a conversation we were having, just to give it a little background. And the more we started talking about it, the more we realized that there is a lot of similarities. Events, to give the big picture of it, and events, you can really tell when the people putting on a show are enjoying it and they enjoy working together and everything is going well. So that kind of really started down that path because we were talking about baseball and you, I think you were talking about the <clears throat> Braves. <laughs> yes, the best team of all. Oh, my Nats might disagree. The 2019 Nats, the 2019 Nats definitely might disagree with you on that one. But, we'll, you know, I was a Braves fan growing up, so <laughs> well, we'll I, I can let you have that one. Uh, also, they were really, really good that year, but that's yeah. beside the point. That hurt. That hurt to admit. Just, <laughs> I can, as a baseball fan, as a fan of the game itself, I can definitely admit that one without it actually hurting. So, yeah, so we were talking about baseball and we were talking about the camaraderie and about the dugout. And you were just talking about how that whole season, the team looked like they were having so much fun. Yeah, it was 2021 was just a magical baseball year for us, despite the fact that we were so far behind at the halfway mark. But the guys were, you could tell, like laughing on the field and high-fiving each other. And when someone got a good hit, the whole dugout exploded. We were doing fun things on social media ahead of the game. So they were interviewing each other. And you could just tell that this team had a chemistry that carried over into their play. And I say play, but it really is. It's, it's professional for them. It's their work. And when they go to work, there is an audience of 
thousands of people and it translates into the audience for us. So I'm out in my first baseline seats because that's the best view in the house and I can feel it. And all of a sudden I'm not just watching a game, which if you're not a baseball person, you may say the game moves slow, but it's electric when you're in, like you're in the field with them. And so 2021 was a great year to be a Braves fan. So when Beth and I were talking just how that translates in other places, just like association events, we know when the crew is happy to host. And so we just kept talking and there are more and more things unfolded. Yeah, because I was talking the same thing about the 2019 Nat. They were doing this. They had the same problem. They were down and things were rough. And then somebody came in and just sort of electrified the atmosphere in the clubhouse. And I think what's in the clubhouse translates onto the field and it translates in the dugout and you can see it. And I think it's the same way with the associations. What's going on in the association, you bring it with you on site and people can feel it and they can see it. And those cracks do show if they're there. But by the same token, the excitement and the fun shows too. I would agree. One of my favorite movies growing up was A League of Their Own. And I remember just having a total meltdown when I learned that the women's league was no longer a thing by the time that I was an adult. But it's a great movie. And one of my favorite lines in it is when Tom Hanks' character, Jimmy Dugan, says, the heart is what makes it great. And if you talk to any event planner or any industry veteran, they're going to tell you that running an event, the 101 details that pull it all together, it is hard. But when you get to that event and all that work comes to a culmination and your attendees are having a good time and they're thrilled to be there and your staff is getting to see the fruits of their labor, right? Because it really is. It's a big lift. And I think that level of energy really does make event season so great. It comes across, like you said, with every single person that's involved with the show, whether it's your expo floor crew, whether it is your sponsors out front, the event reg desk, wherever you are in the event, it translates over to your attendees. And I think that's a pretty um, powerful place to be in as the showrunner. You have this power to have this kind of impact on the energy of the show. Agreed. Agreed. Every time I'm on site at a show, I have this feeling standing in the back of the room during the opening session, particularly at AAA, even I was there when the lights go down and the first opening video footage starts. There have been tears of good tears, so, so much excitement to actually be there and see everything coming together and see the members having a good time. It's an emotional high for me. It's a roller coaster. It's like my World Series. It is. And I feel like so for me, my very first event in the association industry was the 2014 um, Nashville show for ASAE. And I remember, I love Nashville. I, I'm a Southern girl. I'm down in Atlanta. So there are neighbors and I love being in that city. And it was so interesting to be in a city that I knew so well morph into ASAE's spot. And you are seeing all of the, these people who I had been talking to for months, getting to meet for the first time in person and we're hugging because that's what association people do. And I love that. And we come in, I'm seeing the trade show floor and I'm seeing our booth for the first time. And then I remember when they were announcing the next show and it was Detroit and we're at the closing ceremonies and they have the choir come out singing um, music from 8 Mile. And it was just, it was goosebump moment, right? It was, if I'm going to tie it to Broadway for a second, it's that like that chewing the scenery moment where it's your standout performance. And I wrote, like, it was years ago. And I almost a decade, I'm aging myself here. And I remember it because it was electric. 
Mm-hmm. And I think those are those moments where you can't, sometimes you can plan them. Like if it's Broadway or an event, you can plan them. And sometimes it's baseball and you're just lucky and you hit the bat at the right exact moment and we have a grand slam and the entire place is just roaring. And I, I don't know, it's, it is, it is the world series. Like you said, it is just so much fun. For me, some of those moments in baseball are when Juan Soto took us ahead in the eighth inning of the wild card game. Base is loaded. One ball, one strike. Hater the set, the kick. Here it comes. Swing it away. Oh my goodness. I I still goosebumps right now. <laughs> still, still goosebumps. And Howie Kendrick hitting a grand slam, which I was there one night when he did against the Braves. Uh, and we won. <laughs> sorry, oh. not sorry. And it's, oh my gosh, that feelings. I was at Nats Park for game seven, even though game seven was in Houston. And that feeling of electricity of being there with all of those other people who cared so much. As the Nationals are a strike away from franchise history and some World Series history, Hudson sets the kick in. Here it comes. Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books. The celebration is on. The Washington Nationals are the world champions. And we all had a common goal. We all had camaraderie. We were all there with a singular purpose and so excited about it. And I feel like that's associations. Yes. So I was at, same thing, we were playing the Astros and it was game six and they were in Houston and I was, we all went to um, Braves Park. Dansby throws to first base. Is this happening? It is. The Atlanta Braves are world champions. And I don't know about you, but like, we're like in these seats. We have like a group of our friends, but there are strangers all around me. By the end of that night, I knew everyone's name, where they were from, who their favorite player was. We've high-fived. We had shared snacks at this point. You, I feel like this happens with association events because it really is about the purpose is just creating this connectedness, whether it's your community, your industry, professions, whatever it is. Like you said, singular purpose. We're showing up with this goal and intent whatever it may be for you. And so for us, for for our World Series games from afar, the purpose was to be there and watch them win with people that were just excited, as excited about it as we were. And when I've gone to other, like whether it's customer events or association events in our space, it is there, there's this magical moment where they like complete strangers. We have name tags on, we have just introduced ourselves, but five minutes later, I'm watching them and they're connected on some other level that I can't tap into because it's their unique experience and their intent that they're there for. Mm-hmm. And I, so I've experienced it a couple of different ways, like, cause I experienced the world series, uh, watching it at Nats park on the big screen. But then when the caps won the Stanley cup the year before, and as the puck drops, the words that D.C. fans have been waiting to hear since 1974, the Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions. I actually had a massive migraine that day and just did not feel like going out. So my best friend came over and we watched it together. And it was amazing to watch it together because we've been you know, Caps fans forever and go to the games together. 
But the first thing we did, thankfully my migraine had abated because the first thing we did right after that was go to the sporting goods store and run into a bunch of other Caps fans to <laughs> get our new Stanley Cup merch and sort of celebrate because we wanted to be with other people who yes. loved it and understood how awesome it was. And the only people who were going to be at the sporting goods store at the mall at midnight were going to be the Caps fans looking for the merch. So it was a pretty good bet. Yes. I am a recent Caps fan. My husband's from D.C. and plays hockey. And since there is no competing team in Atlanta, I do not feel like I am betraying any allegiance by following and cheering for this team. And so we over the holiday break had the chance to go to my husband and has strictly instructed me to say the phone booth. We don't say the Capital One Arena. We go to the phone booth. Yes. Um, to watch Ovi get break the records. So when he got his 802nd um, goal, we got to be there. Because Netsoff doesn't want to shoot it. I'm not sure Ovi wanted to shoot it either. There it is. There it is. Alex Ovechkin has overtaken Mr. Hockey. It was like baseball, right? Just loud and we're all losing it and they like stopped the game to recognize this massive achievement that he has as kid is there and we're all sharing this extreme excitement and I think you can do as much as you can to prepare for those moments where you can like make sure you're selling the seats and you have the fun shirts ready and you know we have enough marketing promos to get the people there but you cannot manufacture that experience because I think at some point that's what your audience brings to it. They have to be willing. So whether it's a baseball game, a Broadway show, or going to see Ovi break records with the Caps, that's what the I think the crowd brings that 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 is just completely organic. And I think it depends on who you are, who your attendees are, how you've like facilitated the show. But because you know there are things I'm going to do at a Braves game, like stand up and scream, that I'm probably not going to do at a Broadway show. But my excitement and that feeling is the same, right? And um, and I love that. I love that organic piece of events, whether they be for association sports or, or theater. Yeah. And it's just with all of them, you never 100% know what's going to happen. Um, several years ago, I got to see Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick in The Producers a couple of times, which was amazing. But the second time I saw it, Nathan Lane fell over a couch. And it was... So, I, I I mean, I cannot even tell you. It looked like a total pratfall. <laughs> it wasn't just like he tripped and fell. He literally, like, over the couch and then flipped onto his back behind the couch. I mean, it was a fall. And Matthew Broderick was, once he realized that Nathan Lane wasn't out cold, he's sitting there. and he's You're safe? Okay, now I'm going to laugh at yes, you. Yes, yes. He's sitting there and he's, tr he's trying so hard not to laugh. He's trying so hard not to laugh. And of course, in a movie, that's when they would call cut and redo it. But you're not in that's a movie. That's what editing's for. <laughs> right. But you're not in a movie. You've got a thousand people there with you who just witnessed this. And you can just push through and be subpar and try and hold it in. Or you can be Nathan Lane, who got up and he was laughing so hard that he was just trying to control it. He was trying to remember where they were. And the more he tried tried to control it, the harder Matthew Broderick started to laugh. And it was just the two of them on stage, too. It was the scene with just the two of them. And the audience was dying. I literally had an asthma attack. I literally had to get my inhaler out. The, the audience was just dying. Um, and he finally just starts laughing. He turns to the audience. He's like, 
you try doing this eight times a week. See how you do. And just went on this like legendary Nathan Lane rant, totally joking, of course. I mean, you could tell he wasn't actually angry at us for laughing. So then finally, he like, turns back to me, he's like, all right, where were we? And he starts to say a line. And Matthew's like, no, no, we're past that. And he's like, all right, okay. And so Matthew like feeds him the line. He's like, okay, okay. And he takes the line and then just keep on going. And it was like, that never happened, but it did. And we all shared that moment together. And how much more fun was the show <laughs> after that moment, right? Oh, totally. Because I had a similar experience. We went to New York um, in the fall. And while we were there, we um, went to see Music Man with Jackman, Sutton Foster. And it was phenomenal. I'm a major, uh, major Sutton Foster and Hugh Jackman fan. What I did not know the night that we went to the event is that it was Jefferson Mays last night playing the mayor. And so if you've seen Music Man before, this particular character is ornery. He's persnickety. Like he's just a grump. And I love that about him. And there is this scene where he's on stage with Hugh Jackman and Sutton Foster. And he is, for lack of better terms, throwing a fit. By the time your band plays its first concert, the individual members will have to foregather in wheelchairs on account of the broken legs they'll get from tripping over their beards. But I'll tell you something, my fine young feather. My feathered young. And because Jefferson Mays is a man of his craft and it's his last night, he is going all in. He is going all in and he has a bowler hat in his hand and he meant to like make a gesture with it, but instead he accidentally throws it into the audience. And same thing, right? Where Hugh Jackman and Sutton Foster cannot keep it together. Hugh's not laughing out loud, but his, he's a big man and his shoulders are like going up and down and up and down, trying to hold in the sound. The audience has lost it. And bless Jefferson Mays, he is trying to act through this moment. It's his last night. He wants to get through the scene, but the moment is past. And so <laughs> Hugh Jackman looks over to Sutton. Sutton's like, oh, I can't save you. Like, I'm not, I'm laughing too hard. I'm done. I can't. Let's all just like, just take a minute to let this be funny. And same thing for us. It was a great show. So there were moments later on in the show where something was meant to be funny and staged and in the script. Thank goodness. But it's funnier because now they're having fun. And we've all like with Broadway, there's depending on what show you're at and who you are as a person, you may come in with this air of wanting to be a little bit more put together, right? And it's somewhere we get dressed up, we're fancy, we're wearing heels when we shouldn't be in New York. And it gives you this permission slip to just be yourself for a minute, to enjoy it because that's what art is for. And now the cast is in on it. And you can tell every number that comes after that is just a little bit richer because we're in on the act now, which is just really cool. And I've never experienced anything like that. And I'm sure if you would have asked Jefferson Mays, he may have played it a little differently because it was his last night, but I loved it. I thought it was great. Yes. Well, and I actually also... Massive Hugh Jackman fan, massive Sutton Foster fan. Love mm. her. Love the, both of them. So the second I heard that they were doing Music Man together, I'm like, oh, yes, please. How many times can I go? And I did get to see it last summer with, with Jefferson Mason, which was amazing. But I also got to go to the last show. And the night before, I was seeing Anne Juliet, which was also amazing. And I'd seen a couple times in London, and it was so joyous and so much fun. My biggest concern was that they wouldn't have the same chemistry as the yeah. cast in London. They mostly did. Not quite, but it was still really enjoyable. But the people I was sitting next to had seen the music band that day. And they're like, oh, you're in for a treat because they're already just getting super goofy. I love it. Yeah. And so they were just joyously goofy is the only way I can describe it. 
they were having so much fun. They were laughing at certain things. They were like putting extra into it. It was so funny. And it was so much fun to be with them in that moment and to see how much they enjoyed being together and playing on stage together. And then to see the genuine tears of sadness for the fact that they weren't going to have that experience anymore from some of them, especially the little kids, because there's so many kids in that show. Oh, that's true. Yeah. They were crying at the end. They were crying like during the whole 10 minutes speeches afterwards. And it was because I actually thought about that because, you know, we had talked before about seeing baseball through a kid's eyes, seeing this thing through a kid's eyes, seeing that kind of experience through a kid's eyes and imagining having been on that stage. I mean, imagine being, you know, 10, 11, whatever the little boy's name, he's around that age who plays. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And getting to just hang out with Hugh Jackman every day. (laughs) I mean. That's your normal. uh Uh-huh. And then go out and be on stage with them every day. I mean, that th- at that age, oh, man, that's huge. That's huge. I think it speaks, I was like sitting here thinking about this idea of letting your guard down a little bit. So I think obviously there's room for the professionalism. We want to make sure we're putting on a good show and being stewards of the time that we have our audience's attention. But especially if you think about association events, because we do, there are so many details to get right. There are so many things to keep in mind at once. It's definitely spinning plates. And I love this idea of giving our showrunners this permission slip to be yourself, to show up authentically. Because I think attendees know. I think attendees know when you are professional and, right? Professional and I'm still going to have a sense of humor. Professional and I'm going to mess up. There's going to be a snag or some kind of pickup and the show must go on. And I'm going to make sure that I usher you through it with as much grace and humor because it's me as I possibly can. But I think there's power in that too, where we let our guard down just a little bit, whether it's Freddie Freeman bringing his kiddo out on the field or the kiddos crying at Music Man you know when you're dealing with someone who is being sincere. And I think we as people, just from a human connection standpoint, that's I think that's something that we all yearn for, whether we are cognizant of it or not, especially for, we were talking about this earlier today, where we were talking about how association events are this moment where whether you're members or partners or however you interact with the association, you are now the audience. It's where I get to be with you in in community, in now, thanks to the world getting healthier every day in person. And I think that authentic, like that authentic experience is something that I hear a lot of associations talking about for how do we create this? And I think the best advice I have is from baseball on Broadway, just show up, have fun, care about the audience that's sitting in front of you. Bring your whole self. Yes. Big time. Bring your whole self. And if your whole self is singing baby shark in front of the entire Nats park, I'm all for that. I'm all for that. I know Freddie Freeman and I were both confused in the moment, but but look, but the fans loved it, right? Like if it means falling over a couch and having a great rant and making the audience laugh even harder, I am for that. And if it's you at your event show and the badge scanners don't work and you're just going through the lines and just trying to keep people calm, cool, collected, happy while we're trying to get this thing situated, I'm for that too. Whatever that looks like, I think you cannot mess up if you're being your whole self. Yeah. And I think that messing up is inevitable. For me, it's never about whether or not you messed up. It's about how you handled it once you did. Uh, And I I take that for, that's kind of my mantra for anyone, uh, whether it's someone I work with, whether it's a vendor, whether it is a team, whether it is a person on a team. And I think that the teammates do as well, whether that team happens to be 
on the Broadway show or whether it happens to be on baseball field. Way, way back in the day, this is so far from Broadway, it's not even funny, um, but way, way back in the day, um, doing a high school play. And we had this scene where somebody was bringing out tea. And so um, Susie Gilliland, Susie Sivkoff, if you're living, listening now, yes, I'm talking about you. Um, she uh, had let us borrow her, her mom's or her grandmother's tea set. And it was this beautiful silver tea set. And um, so, but somebody else was bringing the tea on. And the whole time it was just, be careful with that. Please don't break it. Please don't break it. Be careful, be careful, be careful. And Susie was like easily the most professional of all of us. She went on to actually do like theater as a degree, I think. Um, but she was easily the most professional of all of us on that stage. And so the person brings out the tea first night, opening night. We all have jitters. And she proceeds to drop the entire tea set. I was feeling myself holding my breath for that moment. I knew it was coming and I'm still just like, please don't drop it. Please don't drop it. I mean, looking back, it was inevitable. The more you tell somebody not to do something, that's yes. the first thing they're going to do. Don't mess up. Don't mess up. Don't mess up. Oh, look, you messed up. Like you skaters with a jump. Don't, 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 don't mess up. Don't mess up. Oh, that too bad. You jumped up. Oh, there you are on your butt. So we're live and the rest of us look at Susie, who's again, easily the most professional and also, oh crap. That was the one thing she said not to do. And Susie, the most professional of all of us, busts out laughing. <laughs> I love that. And the rest of us are like, oh, okay. That gave us permission to laugh. Yes. So she kind of was the person that we looked to. Uh, and they gave us permission. And then picked up the tea set and went on pouring tea like nothing happened. Because <laughs> things have to keep moving, right? Yeah. And it's, you know, this reminds me too, because I feel like one another thing that Broadway and baseball have in common is superstition. Like you don't say Macbeth in a theater. You don't mess with a winning streak. Like whatever it is. You don't talk to a pitcher with a no hitter. You don't say yeah. no hitter. You just don't do it. And so I think it's um, a little bit of Murphy's Law, right? But there is, you know this, with an event, like something, especially with events, because there are 101 things happening at one time, something is going to go away that you did not intend it to. And most of the time, so long as the power isn't out, knock on wood, because I am super. I've had that happen. Way. I've had that right? happen. It's even with that, like it's gonna be okay. Just like just keep it moving, and it's and allow yourself that permission in that moment to go. Okay, didn't plan on this, and what happens next? Because you can be Susie and you can laugh through it. You can, um, if you're the pitcher that's going for that no hitter and you know, it breaks it. It's okay. It's still a great night. We're still winning. That was a great night for me. I'm going to get it next time. Like I'm going to learn from it. I'm not going to throw that pitch again. Like whatever it is, I think it's just using those moments as um, looking back at the season, right? Whether it's baseball season, Broadway season, event season and say, okay, what happened that could have been foreseen that I missed? What was a crazy fluke that I should not spend a whole lot of time thinking about because the tea set just dropped and there was nothing I could do about it. I think giving like, looking at it in that way that is more um, forgiving and proactive for the next one. Because yeah. there's going to be another event. There's going to be another baseball game. There's going to be another show. And we'll f we won't, that, won't, that likely won't happen again. And that's okay. Yeah. And if it does, you have a plan. Um, exactly. I mean, looking on the very, very dark side of things like that, um, AAAE was running an event in Las Vegas when the shooting happened in Las Vegas. Oh, my gosh. Ago. And... Luckily, they had several different ways to get in touch with people to make sure everybody was okay. Because you know, 
lots of country music fans. I don't know who decided to go to that festival that night. Anything like that. They have no idea. The staff were all out doing things. Um, they were at a hotel nearby. They, had, they couldn't get into the hotel for a long period of time. It was just, it was a mess. And they had some communication plans set up, but definitely they went back and reviewed it to make sure that there was nothing they could have done better. Um, so, I mean, you know, God forbid something that horrible happens. Um, although Tripoli was all something in the Bull Durham where they had like the. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, no, wait. That, so... that was Major League. Yeah. No, the Bull Durham, they were talking about it on the on the on the mound. Hey, you guys, don't throw me anything. My girlfriend put a curse on my glove. I'll take the X off the glove. Give me the glove. Well, then you got to cut the head off a live rooster. Major League. They actually like had Pedro was like. Yes. Running the chicken boats up and down the bat and he like gave the whole like shrine to Jabu and all of that stuff. Yes. Like this, that's just maybe you should do more of that next time. Maybe, maybe, maybe don't sacrifice a live chicken before no. your event. But, you know. Read out I, of the other eyelid for sure, though. You can't breathe through your eyelids. Well, I do think a lot of associations have their rituals is a strong word. Superstitions is a strong word. But I think they have their things that they Traditions. do. Traditions. I think a lot of them have their traditions. Uh, association traditions or association staffs have their traditions before uh, a show that they always do. And things that, you know, are go from year to year. And yeah that make them more comfortable because, okay, I did that. So now it's going to be fine. Like a baseball player jumping the baseline. Uh, a lot of them do that. Jumping the baseline was what I, so I played softball. I would jump the baseline. And then I had to, when I was in the batter's box, I had to kick my foot like in the dirt three times every single time. And then I'd be ready to bat. There's just things that probably, that more than likely, I'm not going to say 0%, but like more than likely have absolutely no impact on the play. but it makes me, whether it's, whether the event runner or the actor or the player makes us feel confident and like assured in what happens next. This thing is done. I'm good. I know for the events that we've hosted, it's for me, it's always, I have to like super simple, but just headphones on a certain playlist. I have an an event playlist that I have to like, it just gets me in the right frame of mind. Gets me like, we talk about energy, gets my energy, right? Like super small, but it makes me feel good. Um, and I like running through my venue list, like are all my meals good or my head counts good? Just one final check. Even though I've already done it a hundred times, that's not the point. It is the morning of the show and I just want to see it one more time. It is the thing that gives me comfort. And like, yeah, it's a tradition. It's not, it's not superstition. It's not, um, you know, anything like that. It's just a thing that I know that once it's done, I'm ready to start. I'm ready to play. Yeah. It's, and you know, Broadway stars have that. Baseball players have that. It's, it's. It's our version of comfort food. And sometimes it is yes. actually sometimes it is actually comfort food. Sometimes I love that. Yeah. Sometimes it is actually comfort food. Like there are certain things, drink like certain tea or um types of donuts or things like that that I only let myself have on site. A because, you know, they're bad for me. And B because and you're gonna be walking food. and then C, you're gonna be walking all of those steps at the event anyway. So the donuts will be burned. It is fine. That is true. That is true. I definitely trade uh sleep for carbs on site at an event, but that's a whole other thing. I Listen, I think it's well-earned. I will say one of the other things that I find very similar among teams that work, whether it's a team of players on Broadway, a team on the field or the ice, or a team in an association is going back to making those mistakes, the level of forgiveness and support and 
allowance to be yourself that goes with it. And that is something that is incredibly evident because something's always going to go wrong in a show. And you see the teams that lift each other up and you see the teams that tear each other down. And that makes a huge difference in all three. I agree. I think if you think about it too, just even the way that Broadway crews are set up and baseball's set up, think about baseball on the field. If there is um, a ball hit out to the outfield, it's going to have to be relayed in. It takes a line of four players to get it home to get that out. If you think about Broadway, you have your crew in the wings. You have someone whispering you a line if you've forgotten it. There is someone up um, at the controls making sure the lighting is correct. It is every bit of a team effort and knowing at any given point, our best looks different on a different day. And it takes the whole team pulling in the same direction to have that outcome that you want, whether it's a win, whether it's sustaining innovation, or if it's people already excited about the event for next year, because this one was so great, whatever that looks like, that's the end goal for all of us. And the only way we get to it is through a team effort because they're like heroics will only get you so far. If you have one guy hitting home runs, but the rest of the team is just messing up on defense. If you have someone who has a great solo, but someone else forgets their lines, they only get you so far. Right. And so I think I'm with you that there are going to be nights where I have the yips or there are going to be nights where I've just I've been singing eight days in a row and my voice is gone and I don't have it. And please just back me up. There are going to be those nights in those days for association events too, whether it's, you know, someone forgot something or someone was a little late or whatever it is, right? Just in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter when the rest of the team shows up. And like you said, you can always tell, and that's that authenticity, right? It, I think your attendees know too. Your attendees know too when you're fighting amongst yourselves, when you're not supporting each other. There's that, that energy comes to the field, the stage, and the event show floor, and it's palpable. And so um, I'm with you. I think a great team is, before anything else, um, the thing that matters the most for any of these three events. Agreed. And I think two things that I heard articulated that really hit home and apply to every every one of these things and just life in general were both articulated at the last show of the music man. And one was Hugh Jackman spent several minutes thanking anyone and everyone, uh, the ushers, the people selling the merchandise, the people, ticket takers, everyone involved with the show. Okay. We have the refreshment team, the merch team. Stage management, lighting, props. And when he was done speaking, Sutton Foster stepped up and said, wait a minute, you, you get to speak every night. I'm going to say something now. And she said, but you talk about choosing, right? And so every day we make choices when we leave our houses. And I just want to thank you. Every day you choose to be kind. And I think if we remember to be kind and we remember to thank everyone involved, which we've seen Broadway shows do. We've seen every team that's won has given thanks and recognition and rings and everything all the way to everyone involved. I think, you know, if we are kind and we give recognition to everyone involved, then that team 
camaraderie and atmosphere is going to come together. No, I agree. I think that's a perfect way to end this, right? It is. um, As you go forth in your event season, folks, first of all, break a leg, right? Break Break a leg. leg, Be kind and show gratitude from top to bottom. And I would honestly be surprised if there wasn't just a little bit of baseball magic, a little bit of Broadway magic in your event season. Agreed. Kelly, thanks so much for being on this podcast. This was so much fun to talk about, and I hope people have as much fun listening to it as I did talking with you about it. And happy to talk Broadway or baseball or caps or anything else you anytime. Oh, please. You know where to find me about any of those things. All right. Thanks. And thanks to everybody else for joining us and indulging us in our really fun conversation that I hate to leave. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and visit Kelly and her team over on rhythmsoftware.com. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. Oh,